Welcome back to season two of our Miss Scarlet Summer. We're here to talk about episode five today. I'm Christina Zeiters. And I'm Tom Downing. And uh, please watch along with us on the PBS video app or by visiting WITF.org slash Passport. Uh, and then you can join us on your favorite podcast platform or you can watch us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash at WITF Mosaic. And uh, we're still doing uh, the postscript bingo. Um, so you can... Go to... Oh, yeah. You can go to WITF.org slash PSBingo to print your own card. And then as you spot the clues, as you watch along with us, or you can go back and watch, um, you just mark them off and then email us at PS at WITF.org. And I took your line. I'm sorry. That's at right. the end of the season, <laughs> we'll send you a YouTube link to a special bonus episode where we reveal all of the clues. And we're playing along too, and we're comparing notes, and we've you're missed. doing much better than I am uh, because I, I, I'm, you're, I'm you're behind on my right? on my bingo watching. Okay. So, <laughs> well, uh, it's, we can we can learn at, at the end with with everyone else. So. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's get into the episode. Yeah, let's do it. Um. So in the opening, we see William picking up a paper, walking through the little town shops in yeah, town. Yeah. He picks up the usual from one of the shopkeepers. Um, somebody says he, hi to him. It's George. I think he says hi, George, back. He's, he's every. He's on a, like a first name basis. With, yeah, with yeah. Everyone here. You can tell um, he's done this before. He, it seems like part <laughs> of his routine is he picks up. A, he, he buys like some food and then he gives this food to an old man as he's walking by. Yeah, gives well, him he asks, yeah, he asks any news for me, and he yeah. goes, "Nope, nothing today." And then he gets a sandwich. I assume it's yeah, a, as, a breakfast as a, sandwich as of some sort. Uh, he walks by Violet, yeah. yes. <laughs> who who I think is working the streets as a night girl, but she's real. She looks like maybe she's a higher end clientele, yeah, yeah. and uh, she smiles at him as he walks by. So apparently they're friendly. There's uh, there's some history there that we we don't know about. <laughs> we um, don't know about it. But yeah, it's it's it seems like th- th- when when he met with the old man or before that though. Um, this, I always had this like question of like how Duke knew where to be at any given time, but he has like he knows like he has eyes London. everywhere. Like he works a little bit like Moses, a little bit. Yeah, yes. <laughs> this is why they're such rivals. Yeah, they're they're, <laughs> they're in similar spheres, but just slightly off off uh, just, just the, yeah. the phase a little bit from one another. So yeah, so he has informants. Yes. that he pays with food. Yep. Um, it works out. For, I I mean I work for food. That's a fair. Yeah. Fair point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so he arrives at Scotland Yard, yeah. and he uh, he greets Frederick, who's the officer, and then he also greets Norman, who's the criminal getting pull- pulled out of the, ca- <laughs> so, the back of the carriage. <laughs> I missed so it's, that. So it's Norman's like, it's like, a, a normal it's like Frederick Duke, and then he's like Norman, and like so that it's just it's just funny. And then he he looks at the there's the bronze plaque outside of Scotland Yard, and he yeah. taps the bronze plaque for luck, I guess, or something like that. Yeah, I don't and know so, why he does it, but but it's it's like a habit. So yeah, you can kind of. This is laying the ground workings for the episode is right. the fact that this is like his. his He's got his, a routine. Yes. Everybody's got a morning routine. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you survive a morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a morning person, so I definitely agree with that. Um, when, when he gets to Scotland Yard, Monroe's in his office and uh, he tells him to sit down, which is usually not, not good news. No, no. William thinks he's in trouble. Yeah. Um, but when he sits down... Monroe says that uh, he's there to offer him a promotion to chief inspector. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, that's good news, right? It sounds. Yeah, he's he's going to put in a good word, and the job is is uh, Williams. It's his, uh, but it, it's in Glasgow. <laughs> and it, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's the, that's that's the 
The shoe it's it, that's when it, that drops is is that it's in Glasgow, so it's it's not something. It, it is a bad thing. It sounds like Monroe kind of like said, "Oh, it's a great thing," and then like, no, it's in Glasgow. Well, yeah, you so. can see William's uh, demeanor completely shift oh, when yeah. he finds out that it's not in London. So um, yeah. William does ask for time to think about it, yep. and Monroe says, "Well, I'll be out of town for a few days. Let me know your decision when I get back." And William t- has the, uh, pr- the the letter uh, of recommendation yeah. of the promotion in his hand, and he just throws it down on the desk. And that's when we cut to the title sequence. Right. But before we, ta- we, before we go there, uh, do we think this is just a convenient way to get William out of oh, most, most his def- hair? Most because definitely. he's causing trouble with Fitzroy. Yeah, Monroe so wants- I was on that whole, like, oh, I think yeah. this is just convenient It for is. It, yeah. Monroe makes it sound like he's doing William a favor, but really yeah. it's, he's getting William out of his hair. So yeah. that's, that is totally the case. So title sequence goes through. And then a- after that, we're outside of Eliza's, Eliza's office. office. Yep. And Eliza and Moses. So Moses is in this episode. Yes. Are going over <laughs> all these names, and we're trying to figure out what these names are. Uh, they, they none of these people have any scandals, and Eliza's very frustrated by this. Right. And Moses says, uh, "Uncle of Lipton man throwing around uh, yeah, money around town um, to hospitals and a factory making clothing for the poor." Yeah. So obviously, <laughs> so no very, dirt. very scandalous. No, no not dirt. at all. No. Uh, but yeah, like Eliza seems really upset, and we find out that Mrs. Parker is paying Eliza to run background checks on the men. So we established that earlier yeah. that Mrs. Parker wanted her to run background and, checks, and, and, and this is for Hattie. These are per, these are prospective oh, right. potential husbands for Hattie, right. her, her niece. So, and then Eliza has promised Hattie that she would find <laughs> reasons why they are not suitable. There's, so she's playing both angles here. Hattie's not paying her. There's layers upon uh, layers here. <laughs> she's doing that as a friend. I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, Hattie and, doesn't want to get married. Well, she not for necessarily lo- well, she for wants, anything but love. Yes, but yeah. she wants to choose who she wants to, to marry. And yeah. so uh, Moses quits. He's, he just says he just he's he's giving it up. He <laughs> quits digging in on these. He's like, I don't care about the ethics. It's boring. Yeah, know? it's boring. So, I have a reputation to protect. Yes, he yes. says. <laughs> and Eliza asks if uh, Moses is asking for for more money too, and he's like, No, no. Why? How yeah. much are you offering? How much you offering? <laughs> So everything has a price, but yeah, Moses was like and mad that he's doing this. No, like, no, and so and uh, boring paper pushing work. <laughs> Eliza says that Hattie's going to talk to Mrs. Parker, and then Moses offers to talk to Mrs. Parker himself if, <laughs> if, the, if the money's if right. The money's right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, Moses Eli- is the best. <laughs> Eliza laughs at this, and so after that, we cut to outside. Um, and uh, Eliza and Moses run into William, who's yep. walking in. And and Moses and William have their little stare down, <laughs> yeah. uh, as they do. Yeah, um, it's a it's the, 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 a brief inspector, and then he tips of his hat and he's yeah. out. So yeah. Moses <laughs> Moses leaves, and it's just Eliza and and William. Right, and William's like, "What case are you working together?" Because they're always working a case together, and William's always the last to find out, yes. and it's usually something that he should know about. Yes. Um, but Eliza changes the subject and talks about his waistcoat, and then um, she also has a favor to ask of him. Mm-hmm. She wants William to come to dinner on Thursday so she doesn't have to sit with Barnabas and Ivy alone. Yeah. Mr. Potts. But um, William obviously is trying to interject. He wants to talk to her about something important. It was just a promotion, of course, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, 
So uh, yeah, yeah. I lost my, Eliza, I lost Eliza thought that he wanted to talk about Moses, but no, it, it is the promotion. So William finally shares the news of the promotion. Oh right. Uh, 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 to become chief inspector, and Eliza is initially really happy. Right. She and, congratulates him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's wonderful. And and William's like, it's in Glasgow, and her face just she's like, oh, well, that's a shame. And <laughs> yeah, just like, that's exactly what on. she says. Oh, that's a shame. Never, Never mind. mind. <laughs> she's very dismissive. Um, and Eliza <laughs> thinks William will turn it down because he's always turned down jobs outside of London. Right. Um, and William says, but this is for the chief inspector. And Eliza says, as was the job in Nottingham, and I seem to remember. And Yeah, they've, they've had this conversation at least three times. Yes. And um, he is offended that she's just assuming that she's going to, he's going to stay here. Yeah. She and uses the word comfortable and that's yeah, very offensive. He's he like, does not uh, he like the word comfortable. No. Poor choice. <laughs> Poor choice of words. Uh, William is angry and leaves. And he says, I'm very seriously considering yeah. taking this job. I know I've said that before. <laughs> and so Eliza, who was waiting for a cab, is just like left alone, just like, okay. What just happened? Yeah. <laughs> so, so then we, we cut uh, to Hattie's. Yeah. And so this is the tea. Uh, you know, so Hattie and Eliza are there having tea together. Hattie, Eliza's trying to talk Hattie into talking to Mrs. Parker about the fact that she wants to yes. marry for love. And uh, Mrs. Parker thinks Hattie doesn't have the time or looks to wait for love. And I also thought this was an interesting part of their conversation. Hattie thinks that everyone's in love with Mrs. Parker. Yeah, that's really, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. That's does a, anyone actually like Mrs. Parker? Uh, like, uh, According to Hattie, like a lot of, a lot of uh, that she's quite the. All uh, these gentlemen uh, are yes. really into her. And I also, don't know, maybe I, we I, just don't see that. I also made a note here that uh, Hattie does a pretty decent uh, Mrs. Uh, Parker impression <laughs> um, at the beginning of this too. So She's always um, doing her impression of Mrs. Yeah. Parker, yeah. And, um, and Eliza gives uh, Hattie a compliment. Any man would be lucky to have you as his wife. Yeah, so, she she hypes her up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Hattie gets this idea that she, because she's inspired by Eliza, like, doing her own thing, she gets this idea that she's going to take her inheritance that she got from her father. She's going to buy her own house and find her own way. Mm-hmm. And as she's making her plan, she keeps turning to Eliza and it's like, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. And, she's looking uh, for the encouragement. <laughs> And um, she says, well, I'm going to go see my accountant. Will you come along? And yeah. at, at first, Eliza says no, no. But then we su- soon see them in the next scene walking down the street oh, together it's, it's on their way cut. to Hattie's accountant. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, the accountant's name is Mr. Norris. Uh, he, he manages the, 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 uh, the, the money. Um, and he's a dreadful bully. And so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, exactly like you said. They're, they're on the street. They're walking there. Uh, and Hattie says, thank you for changing your mind. Yeah. Um, as they enter his office, Hattie's kind of saying, Mr. Norris, trying to find him. Uh, she walks down to his office, opens the door, and screams. Yeah. Because Mr. Norris. He's dead. Has, he's a knife stuck in his neck. Yeah, that'll do it. And this might actually be the most gruesome murder I think we've seen on the show so far. There's a notable lack of blood. There's n- It's not bloody. Well. But there's a knife stuck in his neck. But, and there's he's, like he's, he's also clutching a white flower that is also covered in blood. Yeah. Bloodstained so, lily. Yeah, definitely the, the 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 body was posed and yeah, yeah. Uh, so then we we cut to when the sea actually uh, the the we cut to the scene when the police actually arrive. Right, because Hattie called the police. Yes, she's at the station. Eliza is interfering with the police investigation. Yes, Eliza's there. <laughs> Fitzroy's there. Williams is there. They're all around the body. William explains rigor mortis to Fitzroy so that he can help figure out the time of death. And Eliza yeah. has like this deja vu moment with this, which I didn't understand because yeah. I was thinking back to like earlier episodes, and I'm like, I don't remember any earlier episode with this, but it's not an earlier episode. No. It's, it's uh she it, she says that it's two staged 
Um, and it feels familiar to yeah. her. And uh, like William estimates the time of death as being in the in the evening yeah, or some, nighttime. Sometime last night, and then she goes quarter to midnight. <laughs> yeah, which is very specific, <laughs> and it's because the clock has been stopped. And William's yep. like, it has stopped, and then. Eliza's like, no, it's actually like it is in the novel, novel. and Quarter that's when that's when we find out about the the novel. So this is that's where the deja vu was. Yes, Quarter to Midnight by Samuel Bedborough, and she says, "You haven't read it." And, and William's <laughs> like, "I haven't read it." And Fitzroy's like, "Me neither, but I, I do read a book once a week." Once a week, and right now he's working his way through the Russians, <laughs> and uh, William just cuts, cuts him, him off. off. So Fitzroy's always trying to impress Eliza in some way. Yes. I, he has a crush on her, and I love it. And when William's a little bit frustrated because he he. He realizes he's not very well read. <laughs> he doesn't want to admit he's it. Not re- he's not well read at all. No, no. No. None of it. Not at all. Um, William pulls Eliza from the scene and tells her to go make a statement with De- Detective Phelps, which he asked her to go with Hattie yeah. to make her statement, but she refused. Um, but Eliza can, like, read through the lines, and she knows that William's trying to get rid of her because of the conversation they had earlier about his promotion. Yep. And she explains that by comfortable, he assumed she meant he lacked ambition, but she feels that his life is arranged just as he's as he likes it. He's settled, oh, which, was, <laughs> which is another terrible yeah, word. Yeah, I was like, yeah, we go from comfortable <laughs> to settled. Uh, that's even more insulting. <laughs> yeah, he says, and Eliza's about to leave, but Fitzroy uh, interjects. Uh, yeah. The victim was. Samuel Bedborough's accountant. So uh, Samuel, again, Samuel Bedborough yeah, is the, is the, the author of the book. He finds the name on like the visitor log or something like yeah. that. So we know there's a connection with the actual author of the book where this and this, this murder, murder, how this murder, murder was staged. Yes. yes. So then after that, we cut to outside, and Eliza's asking William to hire her for this case because she's read all the books. Yes. Um, and then there's this, like, nice little interchange back and forth. Uh, what's your fee? Wait, wait, wait. What was the well, first amount she, you thought about? She basically about? says it would be smart for us to work together because it would benefit the taxpayers of London. Oh, yes, that's good justification. <laughs> and then, then, then the fee inf- information comes up. And then the fee. Up. And yeah. he goes, think of the fee. And she thinks about it, and he goes, okay, now half it. Yep. But sh- she... Follows him with a smile because she's been hired. She's going to work the case. She's just happy to be working. And maybe she thought of a number unusually high in her head. So maybe maybe she's going to get paid well. (laughs) So uh, Uh, then now that they have a connection to the case, they go to see Samuel Bedborough, who is having a book reading at a local bookstore. Willoughby's Booksellers. Yes. Um, And uh, when they arrive at the shop, the shopkeeper tells them that they have to wait in line. It was a private ticketed event. Oh, and and she mistakes uh, William and Eliza for being married. Right, and I, I I wrote down this is a flashback to his ruined day off where he has to go. She's not my wife. Yeah, yeah. So is another uh, is a good parallel. And, and Eliza tells the shopkeeper that she's a private detective, and uh, the shopkeeper is just like, I've heard a lot of excuses, yeah. but never, never that. Um, and then William William says, I haven't even read any of his damn right, books, he gets and so he's frustrated. Like, yeah. Loudly declares. Loudly, the entire room goes silent. Looks at him. Eliza says. I, I've read I I've have. read all of them. Yeah, yeah. And so then we, we meet uh, Miss Bedborough, who's Samuel's sister. Yes. And I put in parentheses here, suspect. Um, and <laughs> I, then I know. Doesn't she look suspicious? She does. <laughs> and then uh, we we cut to uh, a more of a, a private interview where William and Eliza are uh, telling Samuel Bedborough about the crime. And right. Samuel's defensive about a, a, just a basic question. And so this is where, like, my right. my like – 
I was like, wait a sec, this is, is a little he bit weird. So upset about because this. Yeah. He, it's something like if he's writing like murder mysteries, like he should know better. He should know that these are normal questions. That these are questions that detectives ask. And yeah. his sister is like totally chill about this. She just is like, like this he, is a this normal is standard. S- like, so like, calm down, just answer the question. Their dynamic was flipped right there. Yeah. And then I wrote, did she write his books? <laughs> you were and, on top of it from the start. <laughs> and then, uh, so then, uh, yeah. yeah, they they asked Samuel about his movements the night before, and um, he was staying at the Brabham Hotel. Yeah, um, that's right. He doesn't want to go home. He, yeah, he, there was a, that thing where they he could can't, see. he can't go home. No, well, we find that out later. Yeah, <laughs> he's staying at the hotel while he finishes his latest novel. He had dinner with his sister, and then he wrote all night. That's his. That's, that's his, his alibi. alibi. Um, he's behind behind deadline as usual, mm-hmm. um, and. Eliza asks him questions about his work, which actually comes in handy later. Mm-hmm. She, uh, he tells that um, he can write under any circumstance. He doesn't yeah. need a mood or like a desk or anything like that. He, he can write however he wants, like whenever he wants sort of thing. Which is weird because he says he's behind. So right. it, it, there's, there's a lot of inconsistencies here. <laughs> she but, also flatters him a little bit and says yeah. Quarter to Midnight is her favorite novel. So that kind of <laughs> loosens it up. And then, and then William says that he's he enjoyed The Curse of the Crimson Shadow. Which is, is not, not one, one of, of Samuel's books. No. <laughs> so that awkward there uh, we cut back to yeah we're gonna we're gonna cut away from that awkwardness yeah. and go to scotland yard yeah. <laughs> um, um eliza's kind of filling william in on the plot of quarter to midnight because yeah. he hasn't read it no um and it's a tale of an author struggling for inspiration it was semi-autobiographical the protagonist is an author struggling to finish a book he slowly goes insane he believes his two best friends want to put him in an asylum so he kills them both but like macbeth he can't live with the guilt. <laughs> yeah. And then Eliza wonders if William yeah. knows of Macbeth. And, and William's like, yes. yes. I know the story of yeah. Macbeth. Um, and um, they go over their notes. There's nothing remarkable. Eliza is going to read the book again and suggests right. William does the same. Eliza leaves. And then William calls Fitzroy back in <laughs> and asks Fitzroy to gather information on Mr. Norris and the associates. And, 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 associates, yes. and, and also write a short synopsis of, of Macbeth. Macbeth. Because... So, and Mc- so Fitzroy is like thrilled. Oh, like he's like, oh my gosh, this so, is a job I can do, essentially. He, he is so happy. He quotes, <laughs> when the hurly burly's done, when the battle's lost and won. Uh, and so, like, basically. It, he, he quotes Macbeth, and, and then um, William says, okay, make it one page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, you're too you're excited about this. A little too excited about this. <laughs> um, later, William returns to the bookstore to. Um, by quarter to midnight. Yeah. And then and uh, Mrs. Willoughby, who's, I guess, the, the shopkeeper. I think that's yeah. her name. It's okay. definitely Willoughby's is the booksellers. It's, it's, she's pressing William to buy the uh, an earlier book. and Oh, she, she has so many book recommendations for him. She's a true fan. Yeah. Um, uh, and I wrote suspect, you know, because I was like, is she a suspect? <laughs> um, and then not, don't do just alone in Greenwich. You, you want to do the witch's call. And then. Uh, then the you have to read in, this one first, because, and, yeah. well, because the constable in it is Welsh too, and William's like, I'm, I'm not an, Welsh. I'm an inspector. And I'm Scottish. <laughs> um, the jagged tear uh, or tear. Uh, Miss uh, Willoughby says that the Bedborough was withdrawn at the book signing. Right. She um, she noticed that his mood was a little different than it usually is. He usually shows up very cheerful, but he was very withdrawn and seemed upset. 
And it was before William came to talk to him. So at this point, I was like, either she is telling the truth and right. he was upset, or she's a suspect and she's lying about this to throw. I'm trying to throw. throw okay. like, yeah, that's what I was thinking, like maybe I, throwing someone off. I did not suspect the bookshop keeper at all. I, she was a, I suspect she was a everyone super... except for main characters. <laughs> it, it could be anybody. Uh, so. Yeah, after well, that. William leaves with like a whole stack Oh, yeah, of books. she slams down all the books. Would you like them wrapped? At, at one point, he's like, this sounds expensive because she keeps adding yeah. other suggestions and other suggestions. I thought he wouldn't actually go through with it, but then we cut to the next right. scene. He's at the bar and he, <laughs> he has like a all stack the books. of books. It looks like he's settling down to study. Yeah, at a bar. At a bar, which yeah. I mean, I mean that's is where, that genius actually? That's like, uh, <laughs> the perfect place to read uh, a ton of books ton of is books. at a very loud, noisy, boisterous bar. Right, with with some alcohol to make you a little bit sleepy. Maybe, yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and at the bar, Phelps has brought William a drink yep. and um, commented that William didn't seem like much of a reader. Which is true. Um, and then he checks in on how William's doing, like if there's yeah. any news he wants to share, maybe, perhaps. Which is suspicious in of right. itself. Because, it, like, William definitely sees through this and says that, that over the 10 years that they've worked together, Phelps has never bought him a drink. And Phelps is like, oh, people change. And William's like, people do. You, you don't. don't. <laughs> um, Phelps uh, wants William's job. And he has yeah, a, a he, wife and four kids. Nope, nope five, five kids. kids. <laughs> and uh, can't afford uh, can't to Can't afford be, to be subtle. Yeah, no. So. Yeah, so Phelps is hoping that if William takes the job, he'll put in a good word for him to take his current job. position. Yeah, since if William goes to um, Glasgow. Because Phelps knows that William's turned down offers before. But they're both getting older, and the <laughs> offers will soon stop coming. Yeah, and he's just trying to, to push him into the situation for his own self, you know, promotion. Right. <laughs> and so Phelps looks at the book that William said, is, is that any good? And and William's like, it's no, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so then, then we cut to Eliza and, and William back and forth. There's like a montage between yeah. both of them where they're both reading at the same time where William's at the bar. And he's like, reading. Eliza's, Eliza's at, at her office, office. reading. Yep. And she's uh, she turns the novel in her hands. She had finished it. Oh, yeah, yeah. She turns the novel in her hands, and she notices the publisher imprint, yeah. Bellamy and Sons. I did not even catch what this meant at the time. Right. And so I was like, okay, so that's interesting. She sees something that we don't see. Right. And so then we cut to the next day, and William is getting his shoes shined. And William asks, how did you find me? And uh, <laughs> He has a routine. He has a routine, which we saw in the very beginning. Right. So beard trim on Monday, yep. dog track on Tuesday, shoe shine on Wednesday, and he cuts her off. He's like, all right, <laughs> okay, major yeah. point. <laughs> and so Eliza. Uh, yeah, Eliza needs to see the murder weapon. Yes. And so then we we go to Scotland Yard next. Uh, William shows off that he's read the, the the books, not just the book, but books. Several books. She's yeah. He's making up for lost time. <laughs> he 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 shares that uh, Samuel was raised in a workhouse. He references a lawyer in another book outside a quarter to midnight. And Eliza says she's surprised and impressed. Yes, which is again insulting to him. <laughs> well, he, he mentions that it's amazing how she can he can she can compliment and insult at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sensitive and settled. <laughs> so. Um, so the killer in the quarter to midnight used the same murder weapon in both murders. Right. And so she needs to see the murder weapon because she has a suspicion. She deduces that Mr. Norris may not have been the first victim. He, he would be the second because yep. the second murder victim had the knife lodged in his neck. And so when William shows her the photo of the murder weapon, um, we see that there is a horse on it, a galloping horse, and it matches the crest of Bellamy and Sons, which was also a galloping horse. 
So now they know where to go. And Bellamy and Sons is the publishing that's company the publisher that did of, of, the of the books. books. So that's what yeah. she, that's what she saw on the spine. Yeah. So they well, go there. Do we want to take a quick break before oh, this we is continue perfect time. on? Yeah. I, I so think... we'll 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 take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna go to Bellamy and Sons. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. Uh, we were just at the point where they went to Bellamy and Sons. It's the publishing uh, house, and they were going. Right. They, they have to kick the door in. The door is locked, and Eliza knocks politely. And Williams like, "There's no time. Just no. knock the door in." Yep. Um, uh, so, and, and so they're not alone. He has his men with him to. Yeah, to there, I think two constables. I think are along with them. Yep. It's not not a big crew, but they have some people. So they they break the door down and go into the office, and Eliza basically immediately finds. Eliza knows almost where to go because she's read the book, and right, that's true. (laughs) So just like the novel, uh, down to the time. um, Yeah, quarter to midnight. The the clock is stopped. The body stage with the white uh, blood stained lily on it. It's all the same as the novel. And then we uh, they we were talking with uh, Samuel. Yep. Yeah. So they they immediately go to visit Samuel because he he's looking real suspicious right now. He's looking real suspicious. Like, and this is it just doubles down at this point in when in the uh, in the episode I was like I, there's a secret I think Bedborough's sister is the author and he's just the face uh, <laughs> yeah, because he says God's sake must you keep asking these irrelevant questions and I'm like. These are normal questions. These are questions. normal questions. If you're any if you're worth your salt as a as a, as murderer, a detective writer. <laughs> I mean, like, this is you should not be freaking out about these uh, at all. Yeah, I mean this is it's just super suspicious. You, you we found another one of your friends dead. Uh can we talk to you about it? So um Samuel shares that he had dinner with James Bellamy on Thursday night, and James seemed in good spirits. Um, and they talked through Samuel's last chapter and he gave him notes. And then Samuel says something about his mind being a little foggy, that he's not sleeping well. Yeah. And his sister interjects and says he's been up all night writing, uh, and that's where he was last night. Yeah, and there was also uh, the his hand was hurt as well. Oh yeah, that's right. So he right. said, his "I, I uh, slipped in the bathroom." Like it's it's the most awkward lie. Like slipped I'm in surprised. The bath, yeah. I su- well, just the way he said it too. Like yeah, this this show has a lot of times where they like people are good at lying or bad at lying. This is He's one bad of those at bad at lying. <laughs> and so like uh, I I was surprised no one called him out on that or, or I was like right. And so Bedborough assures them that he won't take his own life like the like, like the, the author, author did in, in, his book. in the book. Yeah. Um, and so the, William assigns a police detail to, to make sure that he's safe uh, because his home is being renovated. Right. But it's not really. But that's what he that's, says. That's the excuse. And uh, William, That's the other lie. Yep. And when <laughs> William hands Eliza a note, says, check his alibi. Right. He, he makes it seem like she's going to send for more reinforcements, but it's really check his alibi. Yep. Um, Eliza meets William later at Scotland Yard, yep. um, and she shares that the night porter saw Samuel leaving the hotel at 9 p.m., mm-hmm. and he didn't return again until after midnight. Yep. So, uh, William thinks Samuel is the killer and replicating the plot of his own book, but Eliza think it's, thinks it's more likely that someone's trying to damage his reputation. Yes. Yeah. Which, I mean, closer. Yep. Closer and, to the truth. <laughs> and, and we find out also that three months ago, Samuel was arguing with a woman and thre- they threatened to kill each other. Mm, and yeah. we find out that this woman is Francesca Bellucini. Who's Bellucini a, she's an actress. She, she is an actress. So, so William sends Eliza to speak to the actress. Mm-hmm. And 
Fitzroy and William are off to the corner. Yeah. And I love this exchange because Fitzroy asks if they can make a pit stop on the way back to the office. <laughs> yes, I forgot about to, this. To um, buy tickets to a show. I can't remember if yeah. it's an opera or a play. And William just like stares daggers Yo, at him. My gosh. And he's like, never mind. I'll go no. after work. Yeah. And William worries out loud about what would happen to Fitzroy if he leaves. Yes. And William also points out that if Eliza were handed this opportunity for a promotion, uh, that she would jump at taking the job yeah. that he was offered. And, and she's like, sure, when when women can be uh, chief inspector, we'll have this conversation. Yeah. Um, and he also, oh, this is, yeah, this is, this is like real cringe, he, William. He says, we don't all have the luxury of inheriting our father's business. Yeah. And oh. I was like, oh, I was fighting words. I don't think she, w- I think she would rather have her father than the business, you jork. Yeah, that was yeah. not, not good. It, and I, he I, immediately knows. Oh, oh, well, yeah. His Eli- face is like, oh, no. Eliza's eyebrow raises. Mm. And you're like, oh, I'm, Eliza's mad. Yeah, well, surprisingly, she doesn't really say anything back to him. No, like, but that's how, you, but some real, people, some people, she's real angry. when they're mad, they get quiet. Mm. And so uh, she just says, don't let me keep you, William. It's almost a time for your 3 p.m. whiskey. And she is like, because she. And she leaves. Oh, man. And then he goes, he looks at the clock and he looks at his whiskey and he pours his whiskey. Yeah, he he deliberates because he's like, am I going to break my routine just to to spite her? And he's like, no, No, I'm going to go for the whiskey. He's going to have the whiskey. He needs the whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) He's in hot water. (laughs) So then we uh, we go to uh, Langdon Theater with Eliza, who's going to be interviewing. Miss Bellicini. Yeah. Bellicini. 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 Yeah. I'm not sure. It's so, it's spelled like Bellicini. Yeah. Eliza's mistaken yeah. for a maid. Oh, part. yeah. She's sent away she's, she's because too, the maids are supposed to be older than, yeah. than she, the actress. Eliza's too, too pretty. pretty. Too pretty. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so Mrs. Uh, Bellicini uh, and Bedborough were lovers for about a year. Um, right. It was strictly physical. Yeah, Bedborough sent Mr. Norris to end the relationships weird. And well, yeah, she says that he, he sent his little friend oh, yeah, with a right. diamond necklace to make her go quietly, the, the, and that he's done this for many women in yeah, the past. That, that Mr. Norris is the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Delivers oh, the yeah. news. So, so we know that creepy. Norris and um, Bedborough are much closer than Samuel was yes. leading on. So we have Bellamy, Bedborough, and Norris. Yes. Okay, and so then we cut to William. So, like, Eliza was was at the theater. William right. is talking to his men about uh, wounds and bodies, um, and uh, oh, and the, and and how the the um, stab wounds are essentially the same size, and so that the murder weapon yeah. must be the same. And um, he sends his men to find out if the two men had uh, the same visitor. So, yeah. did the same person visit both men around this around this time? So they're on their way out, and he stops Fitzroy from leaving because he wants to talk to him. Right. And, yeah, he lectures Fitzroy about teamwork and trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mentions because um, oh, Fitzroy, it, of course, quoted Shakespeare at one point yeah. during their visit at the coroner. And he's like, maybe don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Fitzroy's and, still happy about Macbeth. He's anytime he can slip in. Right. A, a I mean, quote. he loves literature. He yeah. loves culture and plays. And I love Fitzroy. Um yeah. But so he suggests that Fitzroy tried to assimilate with the men. Yeah. And Fitzroy says, you sound like my father, which is probably the worst thing in the world to ever hear yeah. if you're William. And well, William says, God forbid. 
So, yeah. 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 And so then we we cut to Eliza at her office, and Hattie shows up to and Mrs. Uh, Parker she's, is she, in yeah, distress. Yeah, she shows up late because she was comforting Mrs. Parker yeah, about yeah. her friend's death. Mr. Mr. Norris. So maybe God. maybe there was something there. Maybe Mr. Norris really did like Maybe Mrs. Hattie's Parker. not making all this up. Maybe right? there's maybe. like some, I mean, I had a note here earlier where it was like, it was. Comfortable relationship. Yeah. It was, there were, apparently there, Hattie was definitely feeling very strongly about the fact yeah. that. that um, oh, Mrs. no, she's, she's very, very adamant that everybody loves Mrs. Parker. Yeah. Um. But anyways, Eliza asks Norris asks about Norris's relationship with Samuel because if Mrs. Parker was so close to him, maybe Hattie knows. Um, Hattie says that Norris was always mentioning Samuel, but she he may have been doing that uh, because he was trying to impress Mrs. Parker, but she got the impression that the two were thick as thieves. Mm-hmm. And they dined together several times a month. And Norris had recently, she found out, Norris had recently purchased a house for Samuel just down the street from her aunt. But then the most peculiar thing happened. And <laughs> Hattie um, says, I'm not one to gossip. <laughs> and and there's like this like, the silence. Do. Eliza's like, please do, yeah. <laughs> so Samuel bought this house. He was making renovations. But last week, the house was repossessed. Mm-hmm. And we, we cut to the house. As she's talking about this, there's a right. nice like uh, overlay where she's still talking about it. But we see... Eliza, Eliza checking the house, out, and there's a whole notice of a repossession, yeah. sign on the door, unpaid debts. So then Eliza meets up with Moses later, and um, this is when she finds out that Bedenborough uh, was at, uh, bail- uh, at the bailiffs last night trying to get a piece of furniture back, right. a writing desk. Yeah, Moses basically gives her a, uh, the update that Samuel's in a lot of debt. Yeah. Uh, despite staying in a nice suite, he's probably going to be kicked out soon because he owes all over town. And, yeah, he was at the bailiffs and was trying to buy back, back a piece of furniture, but they refused. They want the whole bill paid or nothing at all. Yeah, and that he can't write without this writing desk, which right. is entirely different than what he right. said. So, so that was a clue. Yeah. Uh, when he said he could write anywhere, no. He and, says he needs this desk yeah. to write. And this is also where we find out that that's where Bedborough, uh entered his hand. He tried to break in to the, the bailiff's office or the, or the this warehouse. Oh, I wrote down that he got in a fight to get the desk back. Maybe I misunderstood the whole situation yeah. as I was taking There notes. was both. Okay. He did try okay. to break in. Um, and so Eliza says to Moses, uh, like, put his contacts out on the warehouse and so yeah like who's your contact at the warehouse and moses is going to get eliza into the warehouse um at the bar we shift gears here we're at the bar and fitzroy shows up he's there to drink with the men to show them that he can be one of the lads he's super awkward yeah he bumps into someone well they first they tease him for being young and saying it was past his bedtime and then he Turns to get a drink at the bar. I think he offers to buy for all the men. He does. Which is nice. Like, yeah. don't be mean. Well, then they say, oh, you're getting milk or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they, they mentioned that really they don't serve milk at the bar. Uh, he runs into somebody and then Phelps teases him some more. And Fitzroy loses his Whoa, yeah, he mind does. a little bit. And he yeah. says, why don't you shut your mouth, Phelps? And I was just like, oh, this like, is not a smart whoa. thing. And Phelps calls him a brat. Yes. And then uh, and Fitzroy, Fitzroy pours a drink over his head. Yeah, he gets like a tankard oh, of beer no. and just pours it over Phelps' head. And we I'm know where like, this is this going. This isn't going to end well so we, for, we, for we, Fitzroy. We cut away before the, the brawl and Before the actual fight. <laughs> yeah. So now we're at the warehouse uh, with Moses and Eliza. And they they find the desk. And there's some good right. dialogue well, there's, here. Yeah, so Eliza's walking in. She's like, well, no wonder he's so in debt. All of this stuff is so expensive. expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
the desk, they find the desk, and the desk is nothing special. It's just a common little writing desk. It's, no. And Moses suggests <laughs> this is good. Yeah, Go that, that he may want the desk back for sentimental sentimental reasons. He says, I once knew a man who got into a knife fight over a rocking chair that belonged to his mother. And Eliza <laughs> goes, You? And he says, No. <laughs> he's just like, he's is it was Moses. Moses uh, yeah. got into Moses the got knife into fight, fight yeah. over a chair from his mother. His mother. Yeah. Yeah. So um as as so while this whole dialogue is happening because Eliza's great at multitasking she's feeling all over the desk and she notices Hippocrates I think mm-hmm. I said that right you did. on the desk yeah it's carved into the front and um who is so, the who's the Greek god of silence right. uh, and then she finds like a button in a secret compartment at the yeah. back of the desk with uh, all the original manuscripts yep. are and in there. all wrapped in a blue ribbon. And oh, Harpocrates is also the name of a lawyer in one of his novels. So that's oh, the, that's the even tie, a tie in there together. Too. So that that um, lawyer makes his money defending murderers. Yeah, and so. so Moses is like, why keep them hidden? And this is where like Eliza, Eliza knows. knows you can see on her face. Yeah, but but she's made a connection. But we cut away from them, to, so we yes. don't we don't as viewers we don't find out. But about, what like, does like, she know? What does she know? <laughs> And I think I, but I, you I was, already I knew was, what she was, knew. Well, I had my suspicions at this point, and they're pretty strong because just it was just too. Just, anyway, it's, yeah. So we cut to outside the the Bedborough's apartment flat, uh, and William is yes, checking we, in, and Eliza hurriedly like runs up and joins William. Where is well, he? Yeah, she looks real worried. Eliza barges in and pulls the curtains aside to reveal, and we're like, if if he was the author, he'd be dead probably right. because like yeah. that's the thing. Because that, so, the author ends his own life. Yes, in the book, Bedborough's alive and well. And then yes. this is when she, yeah, she says, I needed to confirm a suspicion. Yep. The author takes his own life in the book, but Samuel's not the author. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So we flash to a new room. I don't know if it's in the same suite or if it's in another location. I think it's in the same building, but it's a different location okay. because they, they got there quick and they, they were there to be right in time. Just um, in time because, because, yeah, Samuel's sister's there and she's writing and the, she looks at herself in the mirror. She writes uh, writes the end on the paper there. Oh, so did it she was write like, the it end? Was either, it, I was thinking it's either, it's is either like end. a suicide note right. or the end of a story that she is writing and then For it's him, done. And yeah. I think it was the latter. It was, she was writing the story. And it's done. And it's done. And so uh, she, yeah, she picks she up knife. this knife. It's real dramatic. She's looking at the clock. It's almost quarter because to midnight. She can't take her life until it's the time because right. it has to match the story. But my question is, how does she stop the clock? She wouldn't be able to. to. I was thinking it that would too. Okay. It would just keep going. Uh, so she's ready. Eliza opens the door and interrupts they, just in time. Yep, they burst in. And William tells her to put the knife down, and she does. And then, so. yeah, and so mm-hmm. now she's. They're, they're, they're in, interrogating her at Scotland Yard next. Right, because now she is the prime suspect. Cats she out of the bag. She, <laughs> she's definitely, she wrote the books to help her brother. Um, yeah, their mother died in the workhouse. Their dad wasn't around. And Samuel wanted to make something of himself. And so she was there to support that. And yes, so, because he had no talent. <laughs> no, no. So uh, Samuel begged her not to put her name on the cover because he'd be humiliated by his spinster sister putting food on the table. Like, come on. It doesn't matter. I don't know that it matters. Yeah. And she was going to ask for her name to be put on the next cover, but Bellamy, Norris, and Samuel convinced her that the readership would be half that of a male author. Yep. Yeah, and she uh, and and she was happy and content because she had a comfortable home and security. 
Right. That's what was promised to her. But then she found out the truth that Samuel's debts were all consuming. And then she... uh, Bellamy and Norris did nothing to stop him because they were still getting paid as long as the books were happening. This is a revenge episode. (laughs) She wanted revenge. Yeah. She says, all this time I have let my brother shine. For what? To end up a poor spinster back at the workhouse? I know. So, I mean, I get it, girl. She wanted to have her moment of fame, fame, fame. in death. Yeah. So yep, that's, that's, that's kind of where, where we end with, with her interrogation. Yeah, so, so I thought that was the end of the episode. Yeah, it could have been. But then there was more. Oh, there's more. There was more. So um. <laughs> they're outside the interrogation room in the hallway, and this is where we kind of like uh, – William and, and Eliza are talking to with one, one another, and uh, William says, "Want me to arrange for a lift home?" And Eliza's like, "No." And William is being like, "This politeness is exhausting." <laughs> they're, right? They're being very polite to yeah. each other. Um, he apologizes, kind of, for yep. what he said about Eliza's father's business, yeah. and Eliza apologizes, kind of, for teasing him so much. Yeah. They like they both have their little excuses of why they did it. Eliza says she's envious yeah. uh, that William has, is fulfilled in his life. Uh, yeah. that, and that, that's not a lack of ambition, but something to celebrate. And uh, He's that, been able to do what he wants to do yes. and, and make inroads with where he wants to go. And he has true contentment is what Eliza says. Yeah. And that is why William is one of the people Eliza respects most, which I thought was a really nice moment yeah, there. That, 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 this actually was a really nice moment. All of it was really nice. <laughs> and then William says... When you say one of, you know, one of the one of the people, like, and then so Eliza just smiles, and then that and was, she, yeah, and she, that she could on. have been the end of the episode, but no. But no, William William goes into his office and finds Fitzroy, uh, so beat up. Yeah. Um, Fitzroy stands up right away, and he says that he tried to go for drinks and fit in. Yeah. Um, and he couldn't go home to his father like this, Mm-mm. like all beat up and a disappointment to masculinity, I guess. Yeah. And um, William offers him his spare room, which, which is, is really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, I really, really like this little bromance that's brewing between the two of them. Yes. It's this is nice. definitely a, like an endearing moment between. And, and yeah. like, William is once again less of a jerk. Right. So I know. It balances out we, the fact that he's like, well, your father's dead, and that's why you have what you want. Yeah. Uh, oh, to, uh, <laughs> with, to Eliza. With, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, there, it's, it's, the, the, the scale still has a bit to go. So <laughs> so anyway, so that could have been the end that of the That could have also been the end, yes. But no, the next day. The next day, we see William going through the exact routine that we saw him going through in the morning. Like, it's, exactly. Yeah, I put eerily identical, and then in parentheses, I put Groundhog Day. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. I, like, I was like, I was like, this is... Like, this down is, to Violet like, looking at him like... Mm. Yeah, or the fact that he stops because the carriage is going to be at the same time. Like, it's, Oh, yeah, it's, he stops, he backs up, yeah. the carriage goes by, he's still reading his paper. So it's, yeah. it's, it's man, Violet, and then... He's he's at outside Scotland Yard and he says again Norman because it's the same uh, criminal from the first oh one. Oh my gosh! So I was I like, I was like, oh, that's great. And, and I then, think at the moment that he's about to rap on the sign, he realizes yes. just how much routine he has in his life. And well, and and again, Eliza said that he had true contentment, and so right. this is kind of like the her words kind of hit home with him. And so I'm thinking to myself. He feels like this is his home. Yeah. He's, he's not going to accept the, the 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 Glasgow thing. And I'm like, yeah. unless they throw like a weird curveball, which, <laughs> which this show does. Hang on to your pants. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so so then they go into the uh, – he goes into Monroe's office to tell him that he, he declines the offer. Right. He – he um, well, first he asks Monroe if it was business or pleasure and he said – Oh, the trip. Yeah, the trip. Oh, oh it was, was – It was neither. It was two days with his wife's family and William mm, looks like, I commiserate. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. 
Um, but yes, William has t- had had time to think, and he re- he turns down the job. And while Monroe had hoped uh, that William would take the promotion because Fitzroy's father, the police commissioner, wants William gone. And Monroe says, you're going to take the job in Glasgow because there's near a job for you here. Yeah. And so that is. That's the end. That is that's, actually. That's the end. That's what yeah. we leave us with. So William might not have a job. No. So it's just going to be Miss Scarlet. It's no, just going to be. No be, and the Duke. This is this is when they change into change Miss the, Scarlet and Moses. Yeah. yeah, yeah that would be good. Or, or and Fitzroy. Or, <laughs> and Miss, Miss Scarlet and someone. Miss Scarlet and Fitzroy. Fill in the she blank. She could teach Fitzroy things too. Maybe they yeah. could start calling him the Duke. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I still don't know. Did I miss? We didn't really talk about that yet. I don't know that we. I don't think they established like the exact Why? origins of his name. The Duke. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe that'll be in a We do in a know his background episode. that he grew up in the workhouse, yes. but we don't I don't think they've established why he's the duke. Nope. That'll be for another episode, yeah. maybe. Yeah, we'll maybe. See. Tune see. in again because we're yeah, here at the end of this. There's another episode yeah. in season two that we have to get through. And then it's season three. And by the end of season three, we'll be caught up and ready for season four when it drops, probably this winter. Yeah. I don't I don't know. If that's the case or not, I don't so, know how much they filmed with the with the writer strike and, oh, and oh, act, everything. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, got, that's we, speculation. We, prob- I've heard we probably got a little <laughs> bit of grace period, but like if you're listening to this in the future, yeah, yeah. So hopefully you you can, you can maybe like listen back to previous episodes. Just go of, all the way back to season one, episode one of Miss Scarlet Summer, and listen to all of it and rewatch it all. Yeah, and listen to us yeah. and watch us as well. If yes. you happen to stumble, do do postscripting go yeah. all of those good things. <laughs> Tell your friends about the podcast. Yeah. Tell write in and tell me how much you love Moses because I would love to hear how much you love Moses. Send us an email uh, at ps at wtf.org. So so yeah, and if you are doing the PS bingo, that's the email you want to use for your clues as you find them. Let us know. Um, and at the end of the season, you'll get a YouTube video revealing all of the clues at the end if you email us. Um, I know I'm going to be part of that video, but I also want to see that video because <laughs> yeah, what, I want to see what, what I missed. What did I miss? Yeah. Christina, tell me. What did I miss? <laughs> uh, and if you love PostScript, review us. Please do. Um, on your favorite podcast platforms, like subscribe and comment on YouTube.com slash at WITF Mosaic. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll see you uh, for the last episode yeah, of the season. The finale. The we got to find out if William has a job. Yeah. Ugh, okay. Well, <laughs> maybe the whole show moves to Glasgow. Oh, maybe. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. So uh, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah.